It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy, thanks to amazing odor control. Fresh Step clumping cat litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliate. On today's Locks on Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder loss to the Phoenix Suns. Lindy Waters plays well and Lou Dort struggles. Is there something more to Dort struggle? We'll talk about that coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the loss against the Suns. Lindy Waters has a great day at the office. I'm a big Jared Butler guy. But Lou Dort continues to struggle. Is there anything to Lou Dort's struggle? Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. Talking Thunder Basketball. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode, including on YouTube. We'll start with our game overview. SGA was out in this game. J-Dub was out in this game. Pokashevsky out. Kenny Hustle out. Chet out. Uh, Kevin Durant was poised to make his home debut in Phoenix. He slipped during warm-ups, completed his warm-up, and then was listed as out. Uh, Landry Shaman also was not playing for the Suns. Now, I'm going to knock this out of the way off the top. Obviously, a huge win for OKC over Golden State. 
Oh, one where SGA played really well in. Now SGA is not playing. Folks, this is just life in the NBA. This is just injury management. Had this been in October, SGA would not be playing any games right now. He'd be resting. But since they don't have that luxury of rest, they're going to have to manage him on back-to-backs. It's not unheard of that a that a NBA player who is dealing with any sort of injury would not play in back-to-backs. It's why the NBA PA wants to eliminate back-to-backs. It's why we have this whole conversation about load management. It's like, I don't know why we act brand new whenever it's SGA who needs uh, the time and the management of a back-to-back. So if you're not playing on back-to-back, he'll play this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to handle the back-to-back this weekend, if he's going to play Saturday or Sunday, but he'll play in one of those games uh, this weekend, uh, we're sure. And they'll go from there. The Thunder starters were Josh Giddy, Isaiah Joe, Lou Dort, Aaron Wiggins, and Jay Whale. And the Thunder just struggled. I mean, they could not find a groove offensively. You take out two of your best offensive players. Like, there's no doubt about this. We can go back and forth on where J-Dub and Josh Giddy rank. Uh, SGA, Josh Giddy, and Jalen Williams are your three best players. And your three best players offensively, especially. And you didn't have two of them. And so, with that, you have to move people up the totem pole. And with that, you don't have a roster set up that has many guys who can go get a bucket. In fact, the only player who has the confidence to even try to go get a bucket is Lou Dort. And thus, in these situations, Lou Dort continues to struggle. And I think that this is about... Look, I think that this is more so like the the, the, the point in the arrow at Lou Dort and, and continuing to to kind of bash Lou Dort is more so a frustration of this roster doesn't have anyone else to turn to in these scenarios and less about Lou Dort. Like, I think that if, if you must just turn these games off, because you know what these games are going to be like whenever it's Lou Dort and Josh Giddy, and then that's kind of your two best offensive players. He's not built for this. He's not built to be in this scenario. He's not built to be a, a guy you turn to as a bucket getter or as a guy you turn to to manufacture an offense or as a guy you turn to to, to, to handle an offense. He played point guard in college. like We, we know that, but it, we now have a four-year sample size in the NBA of him not being very good um, at, at manufacturing offense in the NBA. But he's very, 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 very good as a player. And we should not be judging Lou Dort on the worst possible um, situation that he can be put in. Look, he has supreme confidence. That confidence is not wavering. And he would push back on everything that's being said right now. But the bottom line is, for Lou Dort to to play good in the NBA, for Lou Dort to thrive in the NBA, he is this guy that on offense, he keeps the ball moving, he doesn't let the ball stick to him, he knocks down corner threes, and then gets back on defense and draws offensive fouls at an obscenely rate, and plays hard-nosed defense and locks down players on an island as a point-of-attack defender, and, and, and then proves his worth on that end of the floor. But whenever you push him up the ladder, he struggles. Seven points, two turnovers, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, one for five from three, two for nine from the floor. He only played 20 minutes in this game. He had early shot clock three-point heaves. He had terrible, terrible drives into traffic. He is not built to be in this moment. And if you're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, I would encourage you to just not watch these games. If you can't handle watching these games, you don't have to have to 
you know, overthink if Lou Dort is a part of the future. Lou Dort is a part of the future because the future doesn't look like this. The future doesn't involve Lou Dort being the second best offensive player on the floor. The future involves SGA, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren. Next year, you know, the 2023 first round pick, in all likelihood, going to be better offensively than Lou Dort. In fact, I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that that player will be better offensively than Lou Dort. Then you, then you have all these guys who can kind of push him down and, and limit his offensive role. And the more limited offensive role that Lou Dort is in, the better he looks. It's why whenever you know you miss him for a few games and you miss that defensive intensity, then he comes back against Portland, he comes off the bench and, and, and lights it up from three and plays really good defense that we're all saying, well, Lou Dort's the savior. The same way that we're bashing Lou Dort now. The only thing that changed is the role that the Thunder put Lou Dort in. Lou Dort didn't change. We knew he couldn't finish at the rim. We knew he couldn't He couldn't manufacture an offense and, and orchestrate an offense. And we knew he was a really good defender. And the Thunder just had to put him in this role because they didn't have anyone else to step up. And he, to his credit, is the only guy who would, who would step up and be a more aggressive offensive player. And the Thunder have, have talked publicly. Like Mark has said publicly in the, in the pregame pressers, like, we look at these guys and say, hey, Lou Dort, you need to come closer to the middle in the sense of you're way too aggressive. Jalen Williams, you need to come through the middle more so in the sense of you're more so way too, way less aggressive. Like you need to be more aggressive. Like he said that publicly of Lou Dort has to get less aggressive. J-Dub has to get more aggressive. And when everyone's playing together, when everyone is healthy, that happens. And it comes down to, will Lou Dort shoot the ball well? And... Well, that's yet to be seen on a on a consistent basis. He goes through these stretches where he shoots really, really well. He goes through these stretches where he shoots um, not so great and obviously very poorly from three. And the biggest kicker to me, what I'm holding out hope for, and I, and I understand if this is um, exhausting to hear over and over again, but what I'm holding out hope for with Lou Dort, because I've been, I've been saying it for three years and it hasn't happened yet, what I'm holding out hope for for Lou Dort is as you push him down the offensive rung, he takes more corner threes. That's the only area in which he's been consistently good at offensively. For the past three years, he's shot over 40% from the corner three. 46%, 44%, 42%. He's shot over 40% from three in the corners. You give him more of those opportunities and then get him back on defense, and Lou Dort can, can find you an offensive role. But this isn't it. So, yes, he struggled, but that does not mean that the uh, entire you know construct of the Thunder changes or or the, the future goal of the Thunder changes. They gave him that contract for a reason. He, he, he's a good player. Now, is he an untouchable player? Is he a player that you never, ever, ever could leave and move off of? No, but he's still a good player. It's just he's not good in this role. He's not good in this environment. He's not good in this um, in this setting. But there is a setting that Ludor is going to be good in, and I think that the Thunder are building that setting around him. They just need to be healthy to allow it to show. Coming up, we'll talk Lindy Waters. We'll talk Josh Giddy, who was put in a peculiar situation as well, and how the Thunder lost this game. Plus, Jared Butler, big Jared Butler guy. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl and, and uh, Trey Mann got to play as well. So we'll talk about them coming up on today's show. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Nissan. And Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. It is awesome. 
I'm going to give the player of the week this week to Josh Giddy. Look, SGA came back, dropped 30 points like it was nothing, almost scored 40 points against the Jazz. Like he He's awesome. Jalen Williams was a nominee for the NBA player of the week and is only the third rookie to do so this year, uh, joining Paolo Benquero and Benedict Matherin. But Josh Giddy had a really rough week two weeks ago. We did the same sort of um, picking a part of, of, of him as a player two weeks ago. And then this last week, he's been really, really good up until the Suns game. The Suns game, of course, uh, no one played well. But like up until this game, he's played really well. Dropped 17 assists. Had a historic game against the Warriors. Closed out the game Sunday against the Jazz. Like Those are two wins that were massive in the ledger and in the standings that you do not otherwise have without Josh Giddey's electric passing and his brilliantly fierce offensive playmaking. Like He is just so fiercely elegant and whipping around those passes across the court and stunningly powerful. Like, look at him posting up Jordan Poole and backing him down to the paint. Uh, He's awesome, just like the Nissan Aria is awesome, and that's why he's the Nissan's most electric player of the week. Brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs a pin-to-your-seat punch with premium intelligence all-in-one EV. It's all new, all electric, the 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at Nissan dot, at NissanUSA.com. That's NissanUSA.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. We're going to get to Josh Giddy in a second. Let's, talk, let's start with Lindy Waters as a little palate cleanser of someone who did play well. Uh, 23 points, 2 assists, 4 rebounds. Lindy Waters went 6 for 12 from 3, 7 for 14 from the floor. Really good shot making in this game for him. Uh, really active on defense and and provided a spark. I mean, he was part of that spark that um, led the Thunder, you know, somewhat back. I mean, they got within four uh, a couple times. Like they got within four, and that was largely because hey, they had a they had a uh, fire extinguisher from three that you know to kind of uh, put out the Suns' run. And then the Suns went on yet another run and uh, took care of business nonetheless. So that's kind of where this game started and stopped that of like the Suns punched the thunder in the mouth early. And then the thunder counter punched, got down to four. But when you have to, when you have to go from down 16 to down four, it's just hard to, to get over and finish off the rest of that run to where eventually the Suns will go on their run and they, and they're already spotted four points still to where now they can extend this lead. And eventually it got so out of hand that they once led by 36. But like Lindy Waters was a, was a nice piece and a nice element to allowing the Thunder to throw a counter punch because the Thunder could have just never at all uh, you know, came back in this one. They could have like they could have just absolutely rolled over in this game and they didn't. So like credit to them for um, sticking with this game. Josh Giddy, ten points, five assists, seven rebounds, two steals, 
one for one from three, two for 11 inside the arc. He was, I think that, you know, it, the offense being all on him and, and him not having any safety valves to go to, uh, obviously hurt his game and the Suns were able to pack the paint. Like the Suns blocked his shot multiple times driving to the rim. I thought that on those drives though, he still looked very aggressive and, and looked um, like he was trying to get downhill, which I think is better than the alternative of him just like shortening up and, and relying and leaning on that floater too much. He was still trying to get to the rim, trying to get to the teeth of, de- of the defense, but the defense was just too compact in there with no spacing, and the defense was able to stay with him step for step. I mean, they had eight, and that could rotate over to him. They had all these guys with the length they could throw at him and uh, and block him at the rim. I mean, he, his shot got blocked more times in this game than it has uh, over the last week. So, like, that's just kind of the, the, the game plan for the Suns whenever you don't have to worry about uh, getting out to SGA. You don't have to worry about uh, defending J-Dub. You, you can just zero in on Josh Giddy, who obviously... Uh, went one for one from three and is shooting better from th- three this year, but it's not as though you're going to play him extremely tight uh, above the break and above and you know and, and uh, above the arc. So it's just one of those games where nothing productive necessarily came from this game, and there's nothing um, really to take away from. There's just fires to put out. There's just context to provide. That's really all you can do. Like this was a scheduled loss. On the second night of a back-to-back, especially uh, that's the case anytime you have a home road back-to-back, uh, but especially whenever you have a home road back-to-back where two of your three best players are not playing, including your very best player is not playing in this game. Uh, even Isaiah Joe could not hit from distance. Uh, that hurt the Thunder. That hindered the Thunder as well. Uh, Usman Jang, you know, I, I think that this game, uh, stat-wise, like you look at the box score, 12.7 rebounds, two assists, a steal, Um I think that it, it will it will encourage you if you watched the last two games and didn't watch this game. However, you dig deeper in the box score. I think that the most encouraging thing was not necessarily the stat lines that he put up. I think that he got there in a weird way, in a weird game. It wasn't his fault. It's a weird game where you're down 36 points. What was encouraging to me was the shot attempts, like the fact that he was aggressive and played with as much offensive force, which is a, a word that Cam Woods and Mark have used uh, at nauseum to describe what they look for from Usman Jang and Jay Will, uh, kind of in their in their blue assignments and with the Thunder, the shot attempts there and, and and the confidence to take thirteen shots from the floor, six of them from behind the arc, like that that is I think key for him long term to just play with force, just keep shooting, just trust yourself uh, to make those decisions and to play with that decisiveness is a big deal for Usman Jang and for this Thunder team. We'll talk about my guy Jared Butler right now. Five points, four assists, three steals, two for three from the floor, one for two from three. He only he only missed the, uh, the, the logo three with like 50 seconds left, so really didn't miss a shot. But off the bounce three, that was, that was splendid, the off the bounce three. He ran the break well with Jeremiah Robinson Earl, had the nice pick and roll with Olivier Saar, which is an area in which uh, Jared Butler thrived in with Utah. I mean, he averaged over a point per possession in the pick and roll in the 91st percentile in the NBA in the pick and roll last year as a rookie. And then he capped it all off with that over-the-head whip pass to Usman Jang in the corner, and Usman Jang splashed the three. I would have liked to see Jared Butler get more run in this game, mainly because this game was... Um, a, a stinker for the majority of it. But nonetheless, 
Uh, Jared Butler looked good. Now, putting it into context, I think that this move is not for you know a an NBA contract this year, and he, it might not ever be for an NBA contract for Jared Butler. What I think that this move could provide, though, is a second two-way deal where he's on the two-way deal next year in OKC as well, and you're just kind of you're just kind of getting his feet wet right now in the Thunder developmental system. Uh, I would be somewhat surprised if um, if he didn't get a two-way deal next year for OKC, uh, just because I think that like that it makes too much sense to keep him in your developmental system after you bring him in here for the last few weeks of the season. I could be totally wrong on that. It is absolutely just a guess, but I, I really like what he can potentially provide for the Thunder, and we'll see what the plan is in terms of uh, in in terms of minutes and rotation and and does he even become active for these games as the blue season winds down and and as we get deeper and deeper um, into uh, the rest of the NBA season and in the in the downstretch of this season. But again, this is a loss where you just clean your hands of it. It doesn't matter if you lose by one point or a billion points. It's a loss in the standings. It's a loss on the second night of a back-to-back, and it's a loss that uh, you pretty well predicted in the standings and, and ahead of time to where you can prepare for it. Now, look, the Thunder have an, an incredibly tough game coming up. Like, the Pelicans have had the Thunder's number. The Pelicans have, have outmatched OKC uh, every time that they've stepped on the floor with them uh, this season. Uh, you know, there was, that, there was that thrilling game that went to overtime in, in, in the Paycom Center where it wasn't like the Pelicans were overly, um, you know, overmatched with OKC, but still, nonetheless, the Pelicans have been a better team, like without question, the last few, you know, the, the, the last three games that they've played together. Saturday, you're going to have to go to New Orleans and play a really, really strong game to beat the Pelicans. Like that will be uh, a, a, a season-shaping game as we continue to play big games down the stretch of the season. So it's a big game against New Orleans. You're going to have to take care of business then the very next night against San Antonio. You cannot have a let-up. You're going to have to take care of business against the Hornets and the Pistons in a back-to-back set at the end of this month in OKC. So it's it's still all out in front of them. Like the Thunder are still um, a game out of the tenth seed and the ninth seed. Like if they get to the ninth seed, they host a play-in game. Like the, the, they're a game out of that slot with games against the Lakers and Pelicans who currently occupy those slots ahead of them. They, they're still going to play those two teams and gain those games back if they win them. So again, it, it was an ugly loss, but. It, in the, in the grand scheme of things of like what your what your goals are either direction it doesn't matter by how much you lose by however what when it does matter how much you lose by is whenever you go to our good friends over at FanDuel FanDuel is awesome it's America's number one sports book it's the midway point in the NBA season so there's no better time than now to download the FanDuel app America's number one sports book and go to FanDuel.com because you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 if you're a new customer. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored to three-pointers drained. You can check it all out at FanDuel. It even lets you combine your bets for a chance to win a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So do not miss a second. Do not miss a chance at the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Folks, we can go right now to the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Go to the NBA tab and bet on anything from games to this first basket bet, which I think is so fun. Who will score the first bucket 
in the Rockets-Pacers game. I'm going to go Jalen Green. A Jalen Green dunk is going to be the first bucket of the uh, Rockets-Pacers game. So you can bet on things like that at FanDuel. They have everything you want to, everything you want to bet on over there at FanDuel. Uh, go to FanDuel.com slash on. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Trey Mann each got to play for the first time in quite a long time after getting uh, three, four DNP CDs in a row. Uh, Trey Mann went out there with for 14 points, four rebounds, four assists, a steal, a block, shot 44% from the floor, 40% from three. You know, look, I don't want to overreact to what is amounting to garbage time minutes for Trey Mann. I will say that the encouraging thing is that the couple threes that he hit were catch-and-shoot threes, which is an area that he worked on with the blue and an area that the Thunder have really been honing in on him or, or hounding him to work on is his catch-and-shoot threes, and that's kind of the skill set that they want him to develop in that skill set. And it worked tonight. Let's see if it can, can, can continue to stack upon itself and work in the future. But... Uh, nonetheless, it was a good game from Trey Mann. Uh, he played really well, especially coming in somewhat cold, having not played, but um, it's th- there's not much to draw from it because it's only one game. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, the big thing that stood out for him was was how comfortable he looked. Um, this was the first game since the injury where he really looked comfortable and confident in every step that he took on the court. Eight points, seven rebounds, two assists. Um, the, the stress of the game obviously was not there, but it also looked like he was not putting enough uh, you know, without much stress on his body to where he was very comfortable running up and down the floor, cutting hard to the rim, and it allowed him to get that tip in. It allowed him to get that uh, cutting layup. It allowed him to to put up those eight points. He had some nice rim, rim alterations also defensively, which was awesome, and he played some valuable minutes in that stretch with the Thunder, got it down to four. In fact, his tip in was the, or layup was the, was the bucket that got the Thunder within four. And, Forced a Suns timeout. The Suns went on another run, though, after that. But still, nice game from Jerry. The Thunder and Suns saw two lead changes. The Thunder once trailed by 36 points. They only led by one point in this game. The Suns won the rebounding battle 50, uh, 54 to 37. OKC turned it over two more times than the Suns uh, did in this game. The Suns points in the paint. They won it 44-36. The Suns won second chance points 16 to 13. And fast break points went to the Suns also, 27 to 15. OKC shot 37 from the floor, 35 from three, and 95 at the line. The Suns shot 52 from the floor, 
46 from three and 87% at the line. MVP of this game, why not give it to Lindy Waters? He deserves a shout out for how well he played in this one. Friday's show, we're going to be joined by Mavs Draft to talk about the Thunder's biggest needs in the draft. Sunday, we're going to have a Pelicans recap pod. Monday, a Spurs recap pod. So until tomorrow, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcasts from, and you be good and be good to one another. In the California Road Trip Republic, we believe you take adventure for a ride. Whether coastal cruising, mountain motoring, or redwood roaming, discover beauty around every turn. Your California road trip can kick off from anywhere. Starting route. But it should always start at visitcalifornia.com. Then buckle up, crank those tunes, and ride with us in the California Road Trip Republic. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.